Well, glory. Hey, I wish one or two of y'all would migrate so I can preach to some sinner in the center section. Hey, let's stand together and give the Lord a great hand clap together. Now let's give him a great hand clap. Amen. God bless you. I am honored that you are here. I'm excited about teaching. I'm excited about our 11 o'clock service. We're going to get to hear from our good superintendent. He's going to be doing a little singing and a little preaching. Going to bring some oldies to the piano. And uh, we're going to just have a good time. But I don't want to look past that. Because I believe uh, there is a word right here, right now. Amen. Amen. Uh, some it'll challenge and some it'll remind and some it'll help and I'm just excited about it. Amen. God bless you. Glad you're here. Looking forward to Easter next Sunday morning, 6 o'clock, sunrise service, communion. What a wonderful time that is. Uh, we always enjoy that. Are you ready for that? Ooh, that sounded weak. That sounded weak. That'll be a wonderful, that'll be a wonderful time. That will be a wonderful time. Amen. God bless you. We're going to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse number 19. And uh, if you see people just moving around trying to figure this out, they get a little technical issue on this side. And uh, they'll figure it out. We've got a good crew on the job. Amen. Hebrews 16, 19, when you're there, say you're there. Are you there? All right. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. We know what's in the veil. Now let's hear it one more time. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. And I want to uh, just talk a little bit. I, I thought about some kind of a, a unique uh, title or thought or something, but there's just no better uh, thing to get to, to speak this word than to just use the word anchored. If we've ever needed to be anchored in our life. It's right now. It's right now. It's right now. And so I, I just want to talk to you about anchored and then just a few. There's a Bible study out there called Anchor Points. And I like that Bible study real well. And some of this uh, concurs with that and goes along with that. But I just want to talk to you today about being anchored. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. You're an awesome God an on-time God, a prayer-answering God, a way-making God. 
ask you to move us today with your word. Move us in this service today. Touch each and every teacher, each and every student. Just go with them. Bless them. Let there be an anointing. Let there be a sweetness. Let there be a precious spirit in each and every classroom. Ask you to have your way. And then anoint us to hear and understand and respond to what your word is speaking to us today. We'll give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Let's love him one more time. Come on, love him. Love the Lord. Love the Lord. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Magnify you. You're an awesome God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're going to help me. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't generally like to start out. Of course, it seems like the last couple of uh, services, maybe uh, I've just talked a little bit about the times we're in and those types of things, but I, I don't want to plant uh, any negative feeling or any negative seed right from the very beginning. But I do want to say this. The storms that we are in right now as a people, as humanity, uh, as a nation, as, as individuals, as uh, church organizations around the world, as churches uh, individually, as families, just uh, I would say that just simply because of and due to the fact that the end of time, the way the Lord has orchestrated it all, the Bible says that the enemy knows his time is short. And he's doing all that he can do. This would indicate to us that there was a time when he wasn't doing all he could do. And so he knows that as time comes, although he doesn't know the day nor the hour, he can see the signs as well as we can and uh, is, is part of laying all of life's traps. And so it's, it's a fact that right now in this time that we currently live, I believe the enemy is more uh, in an attack mode than ever before. I believe that. And so uh, I watch and I, I, get, I get the opportunity. Uh, sometimes it's a privilege and sometimes it, it's a job. Sometimes it's a privilege. Sometimes it's a burden. But I get, I get the opportunity to sit with people in the office and talk. I get the opportunity to receive those phone calls. And uh, what's on the other end is what always matters, is what people are saying. And I just want to tell you that the storms of life right now are tossing individuals that you know, people that you love. They wake up in the morning with a shake. They go to bed at night with a shake. And I'm not talking physical. I'm talking uh, uh, an internal challenge. And an in, internally, something is going on that doesn't allow uh, peace to settle. It pulls families apart into complete destruction. I had the opportunity to visit with some families in the last little while, large families that have uh, children and grandchildren. And, and when you look at their life and when you sit and talk to them about their current situation, although they are believers, it's easy for me to see they're not anchored to anything. These people are floating, just free floating in the storms of life. And I'm going to tell you something. You can't be saved 
Now this is going to be strong right here. But you cannot be saved. You cannot go to heaven if you're not anchored to something. Amen. And so uh, the storms are pushing and they're pulling. And some of, some of those families that I've talked about have, have come into complete destruction. It's physical, financial, emotional, relationally. In every kind of a way, these families are being pulled apart. And some will say, uh, Rusty, if it's a friend of mine. Some will say, Pastor. Some will say, Brother Hathcock. Ever had is that they greet me, they will say, this is what's going on in my life. And I I can ask the question, what, what are you anchored to? Well, what are your attachments to? What, what, what is it that you're connected to? And the storms of life will blow you around like nobody's business if you're not anchored to something. Amen? It's just a fact. And so I, the, the storms of life will reveal who you are. It's one of the things that I enjoyed, if there was anything to enjoy about dealing with this virus and pastoring through it and, and all of that is uh, it shined a light on who people are. Uh, it shined a light on our faith and trust in God. Not, not for medical purposes or reasons, but just uh, instead of we're all doomed, it's like, it's like the old cartoon, the frog on the lily pad. We're doomed. We'll never make it. Somebody else said, no, I'm going to make it because I'm anchored to the king. I'm anchored to the church. I got more going on in my life. than." So our storms, they, they will reveal our trust in God. They'll reveal our walk with God many times. And these storms, sometimes the Lord will allow and send things to come our way. But many, many times there's been a trap set. There's been something happened and the enemy is doing what he can to destroy your home and your family and your trust in God. Because families make churches. Churches save communities. Communities declare goodness over states and nations. So where does it start? It starts with getting anchored at the altar. Oh, I'm trying not to preach right here. So we've got this husband, this wife. Let me just paint the picture for you just a little bit. Pastor, we're having problems. We're, we're, we're coming apart and things are, things are a wreck. Things are, what, what, what is it that we can do? Well, let's talk about it. First of all, it's not just you. Also, your children are going to suffer. Well, they're grown. It doesn't matter. They're still going to suffer. And your grandchildren are going to suffer. And things are going to happen to us. And then people get mad and they get angry and they want to get even and they get bitter and their feelings get hurt. And we, we talked about this just a few days ago. But all of a sudden they say, okay, if she doesn't want me, then I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to take the house. I'm going to take the car. I'm going to tarnish her name. I'm going to do everything I can. And the enemy comes in and this little storm that you could have settled in a prayer room turns into something so great you can't get out of it. Oh, watch this. And so here we go. Then there's accusations. And I'm making, I, I'm just, this is, a, this is a, uh, just a story, if you will. I don't have anybody in mind. If you fit the bill, just say, go ahead and talk about me. And so here we go. And, and then what happens? Your friends have to pick a side. Your church has to pick a side. 
People have to, have to take a side. Well, churches don't take sides. Well, wherever somebody ends up at is generally what happens. And that's generally the story that will be believed. It's just that simple. It's the human nature. But I want to tell you that while we journey across life's seas, and the closer we get to our eternal destination, I believe that's getting pretty close, the more violent these storms are going to be. Hell knows. Time is short. Hell knows there, there's just a few more opportunities to steal your revival. There's just a few more opportunities to steal your ministry. There's just a few more opportunities. But I want to tell you, not only are they violent storms, but they're personal storms. Can you, can you imagine a time where the attacks were so personal in our political world? I mean, used to, it used to be, well, this one's for high taxes and this one's for, for, for lower taxes and smaller government or larger government. But now all of a sudden, it's, it ain't even about that anymore. It's about who you are and what your record is and how you are in business and how many times you've been married and how many children you have out of wedlock. And Yeah, all of that matters and it matters about the character of a person. But the fact is, they're not political attacks, they're personal attacks. And the enemy knows if he can destroy you personally, he can take your job. He can take your finance. He can destroy all of your friendships and relationships. If he can destroy you personally. But I want to talk to you this morning about being anchored. Because there is a place. There are some situations that we can anchor ourselves to. The enemy would have you believe that trying to live a life of respect and character and integrity and honesty is just not worth the battle. And you just go ahead and do what you feel. But I want to tell you with that said that if we could get anchored to the church of the living God, it has been on this sea of challenge since the beginning of time. It has been on this sea. It has been on this journey. It's been under this attack all these many years. And if we can get ourselves anchored to something watch what Hebrews 6 and 13 through 19 says for when God made promise to Abraham because he could not swear by no greater he swear by himself now I want to tell you something I've heard people say it I don't like it I don't like to hear it said at all it bothers me it ruffles my feathers when somebody says I swear to God that, 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 that don't it don't sit well with me. But when you read this right here, you realize that God had no greater authority to swear by than himself. <laughs> He's the only one that's got the right. <laughs> Saying, surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had plentifully endured he obtained the promise for men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel and confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie somebody say that it's impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an 
anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. There are two immutable things. God cannot lie and God cannot change. I want you to know something. If he said you were going to survive it, Buy the t-shirt, get the tattoo, write it down, carve it in the concrete. If he said you're going to make it, you're going to make it. It's a fact. And then he can't change. He can't turn around and say, well, I changed my mind. Because God has already stated that if you do what you're supposed to do, and if you do what you're called to do, and if you get anchored into God, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I want to tell you something. You're going to anchor into your 401k. And you might have lost your mind over the last few months. Back in 08 and 09, you definitely had 30, 40, 50% of people's retirement wiped out. Some that planned on retiring at 62 or 63 just in the last few months. have It's come to their mind. They've realized they're working until they're 70. That vacation and RV and little spot on the lake is not coming like they thought it was going to come. Let me tell you why. Because they anchored into something that could fail. But we serve a God. Come on, young person. Come on, elder. We serve a God. Woo, we've got to make sure we get anchored in the right place and in the right things. Marriage is struggling. Anchor yourself in the church. Give somebody else, uh, give, give you and your spouse someone else to look at and someone else to follow. Get anchored in the things of God. Dive in head first. When I have an opportunity to give any type of a marriage counseling, this is what I say. I say as sad as it is, there's a possibility your children could die. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I understand. It's terrible, but it's a fact. And if that's all y'all are joined together about, what happens if that happens? Yes, the business. Build the business. Yes, uh, buy the farm. Make the money. Do all of those things. Invest in those things. Those are beautiful, wonderful things. Invest in one another. But here's the fact. If you don't have something that you can both anchor to, that'll never move. It'll never change. It doesn't get any weaker. It doesn't get any smaller. Come on. His ear is not heavy and his hand is not shortened. If we get anchored... Wow, watch this, 2 Chronicles. I love this passage, one of my favorites, 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Did you hear all that? Some folks just believe that that just says, if my people, which are called by name, will pray. I've heard it quoted. They miss over half the verse. Let's read again. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then... Then, after what? After I've prayed, after I've been humbled, after I have sought his face, after I've turned away from a lifestyle of sin, then will he hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be upon and mine ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. What am I telling you? When you fail, if you're anchored. When you make a mistake, if you're anchored. If your marriage is struggling, if you're anchored. If that old addiction tries to creep up on you, if you've got an anchor somewhere come on somebody hear me right now there's an anchor 
Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now I want you to hear me. I know people are watching and people are listening. There's people getting dressed and watching right now for the 11 o'clock service. Think about that a minute. Now, there's no fuss here, and I don't ever fuss and get into people's business. There's people that wake up with terrible arthritis. I'm just happy to see them at 11. Take some hours to get motivated. I understand that. We've got people that drive from, from McKinney to Marshall to come to this church. And we're honored by that. And they can only make it one time maybe. Or there's a situation. So all of those things being excluded. Let me just tell you this right here. One of the greatest anchors you'll ever have in your life is to be anchored in attendance. Because you won't hear the words, you won't feel the words, you won't hear the song. You won't know what the church is doing if you're not anchored. And Here's what you ought to do. If it comes heat or high water, I'm going to make sure that I'm attached to something. That when the tough times come. Oh, my, 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 my. Glad Brother Flowers is going to be preaching here in a little bit because I can calm down right now. But I want to tell you something, folks. Without an anchor, this life, this world will just toss you around. It will have its way with you. It'll have its way with your family, your children, your grandchildren, your friendships. It'll have its way with your personal economy. We got to get anchored. Let me give you another anchor that I'm learning more and more. And the older I get, literally, I, I learned this week to week. We've got to have an anchor in prayer. We've got to be uh, continuously in a spirit of prayer. What does that mean? I've got to, No, it doesn't mean you have to be praying while everybody else is enjoying Cheetos on first break. That's not what that means. It means you've got to have an open mind. You've got to be in a conversation. When you and God get on the same page, you don't have to fall on your knees or let go of the wheel and sing that Jesus will take it. You can just go ahead. You can go ahead and be in a union with God if you'll anchor in attendance, anchor in prayer. When the storms of hell come your way, you are anchored to something. My, 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 my. Luke 6 and 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Folks, there's two immutable things. He can't change and he can't lie. So if he said, if you'll give... I'll see to it that it's given back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you don't believe that, you believe God can lie. Nah, better not. Oh. Don't notice how quiet it got in here? Boy, we were talking about prayer and the Lord sparing. Boy, it's felt like 11 o'clock in here. But all of a sudden, we hit this third anchor point or fourth anchor point. Uh-oh, what happens? If you can be anchored in attendance, if you can be anchored in prayer, if you can be anchored in your giving, here's what I want you to know. When you're anchored in giving, 
There's a person in this room. That's all I'll say. There's a person in this room. And they give $2 a week to this church. But you know what? You can guarantee, write it down, it'll be there. Now, I don't know this person's situation. If you started trying to figure up tithes and offerings on that, it'd be hard to live on that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that there's a consistency. And knowing this person and believing in this person enough, when the Lord blesses them with that career opportunity, they've already got a little bit of an anchor in. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running. Some folks, some folks pretend they're anchored because there's always an envelope. The fact is, they're not anchored, they're tipping God. Anchored in attendance, anchored in prayer, anchored in giving. Let me share one more with you right here. I've got 10 minutes left. Listen to this Psalm 151 through 6, the great. Shepherd King would write, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye. Here's what I want to tell you. If you get anchored in praise and worship, if you get anchored in your attendance, if you get anchored in your tithes and offering, if you get anchored in your prayer life, hell cannot send a storm. The writer said all the great works of the Lord are done in the deep. Here's what I want to tell you. We got too many folks trying to fish from the bridge that's supposed to be way out there somewhere where the blessings of the Lord are at. He'll trade you goodness and mercy for hurts and sorrows. He'll trade you favor. But you got to be willing to trust him. You got to anchor in trust. Y'all, y'all be seated. I got five minutes. You, you, you got to be anchored in trust. How's this going to work out? I don't know. I didn't write the end of the book. I, I didn't write it. I, I don't know how this is going to work out. How's my family going to make it? I don't know. How are we going to make it through these job cuts? I don't know. I don't know. We've got several men in this church, five, six, seven, at times when folks are, are, are in good solid attendance, they work for FedEx. They do well. Some of them have maxed out in their position, my son-in-law being one of those. But here's what I know. He may not make every service. He has to miss some for work. And he may not do everything that somebody else thinks that he ought to do. But here's what I want to tell you. When that paycheck comes... Um, this is my, I wouldn't talk about your giving, but this is my family. When that paycheck comes, 
He's going to see to it. Why? He's always been anchored in that area. Let me tell you why. Because he has an understanding from watching others. If I will get anchored when these furloughs and layoffs come... He's the youngest one there that's been offered that management position and he won't take it. And they say, boy, it would secure your future. But here's what he says. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm going to keep going to church and I'm going to keep going with my wife and I'm going to keep going with my son and we're going to get him anchored and we're going to be anchored in giving and God Let me get off of that for just a moment. You're going, it come 11 o'clock when the music starts playing and the singers begin to sing and the thump of the bass comes. We're missing some people today. Had some emergencies. I don't know what all songs will be sung today, but here's what I want to tell you. If you will begin at that point to praise and worship Him, the waves that hell was sending to your boat, they will realize... We have no effect here. We can't control this. We can't tear this apart. We can't break this down. When there was no other way, the Lord came through. Here's my challenge to you in two minutes. Anchored in prayer. Being in a spirit of prayer at any time. I can touch God. I walked into a home. Sister Frances Harr's just been a member of this church just, just, a, just a few weeks. And she's had some family that she's, she's been saying, Pastor, I'd like for you to pray for my daughter and for my grandchildren and for like, like mothers and grandmothers do. I showed up at her house, brother, when the time is, just hit, hit the music. Uh, I showed up at her house to pray for her. I, I don't know her age, but I'm going to say probably 70-ish, somewhere around in there, you know her, but Bradley, and so I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to pray for this lady that is relatively new to my world and to our church and, and uh, don't know anything about her except just a, what little bit she shared with me, and I know she's praying hard for her family. So I, I go by there, it's a planned visit, I go by there and going to their home and uh, go in and say, Sister Frances, let's, let's talk. And we sat down and talked about her health and about her challenges. And just a few moments, the door opened up. And, boy, she lit up because she knew I was there to pray. And she knew I had oil in my pocket. <laughs> and she, she lit up. And I won't call her name, but she said, this is so-and-so, my daughter. And then there was two grandchildren, about 16, 18, 19 years old, something along in that area maybe. She said, this is, my, this is my daughter. This is the one I've been wanting you to pray for. And so when I got ready to pray, I called that young lady's name, probably mid-20s or so, uh, something like that, late-20s. These are not her children. These are another daughter's children. They all live together. And so we're sitting there, and I, I say, do you want to join us in prayer? And she looked kind of surprised at me. And she said, uh, sure. So we gathered together right there and we began to pray. And I felt something on Sister Frances Har's back that was like fire. And I felt a little something. Now, this, she's been down and out and a little sick. I felt a little something go, 
I mean, I could feel it, and that was in my right hand. And I had my hand laid on her, on her daughter on, on my left hand. And the next thing I know, I'm praying healing over mama, and this daughter begins to speak in an unknown tongue right there in the living room. And all of a sudden, she starts saying stuff I can't understand. And she said, yes, Almighty, yes, Jehovah, yes, Jesus. He said, come on, have your way. Let me tell you what happened. Mama got anchored, and heaven took notice. I wish you'd just stand to your feet right now and praise the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. Spend a little time putting your anchor out of praise and worship. Your children are going to make it. Your grandchildren are going to make it. Your marriage is going to survive. Your home is going to be okay. Just keep your anchor out. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all of our teachers, all of our classrooms, those that are here in this 10 o'clock service. Lord, I ask you for a special anointing in our 11 o'clock service. Anoint our singers and musicians and leaders. Then anoint our good superintendent, Brother Flowers, as he brings song and ministers to us in the word. Just let it happen, Lord, and let us anchor ourselves in praise and worship and prayer and giving and attendance. We'll give you all the praise and all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I love you. You're the best.